Hello, and welcome to this week's episode of the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast, our first episode of 2023. We have a full house to celebrate it, and of course to celebrate India's series win over Sri Lanka and lots of other fun things to chat. But let's start by wishing all our listeners a very, very happy new year. Thank you if you've stayed tuned to us for, gosh, DJ, how many years has we been? When did we start? 2018. <clears throat> so this is into our fifth calendar year. Yeah. So when uh, started after the South Africa series where Kohli scored all those runs and Varun and I went Incredible. to watch them. Incredible. DJ, how are you doing? Man? Happy New Year. How was your break? How are things going before we get right into the cricket? Things are going okay? Yeah, great. I've just moved to a new flat. So if uh, some of the viewers have been following us, uh, there's a new background. And there may be a few new backgrounds as I figure out where the Wi-Fi signal is best <laughs> in this new place. But yeah, I had a nice break over the um, over the festive period. I was in India for a little while, got a little bit uh, of better weather. I've come back to England and it's raining. Uh, I've got a Sky TV engineer who's going to appear. But obviously Sky is the theme of the week, right? And I'm sure we'll get into that with the heroics, as the title says. Yeah, I mean, the we used to be told the sky is the limit. Varun, it looks like the sky has no limit from what uh, we are, or, or sky has no limit. But how are you doing? It's a little weird. I was sitting right next to you, what, 36 hours ago, and then have commenced on a on a journey home. So I'm back in the US now. But how was your holidays, aside from the joy of getting to spend time with me? Yeah, it was good fun. Everyone was down in Singapore. Uh, we were obviously restricted travel-wise because we have a baby. So the whole family came down and it was great. Um, I was making Ashwin watch... Uh, Amazon Prime's The Test in between uh, whenever we could get 10 minutes and he saw the GABA special which which is only available in India and apparently on Singapore Airlines flight. So um, yeah, we still kept in touch with cricket. Yeah, I mean, DJ, we'll talk a little bit about everything that's going on in the world of, uh, of cricket and especially Rishabh Pant. But uh, as Varun said, I got a chance to watch the, I think it's called Bandho Methadam, the India-Australia Z5 production about the India series. Really? Because yeah, I was in and, India, right? And I was watching the Sony live down underdogs just after the punk news came out. That's coincidence. Uh, so so I didn't, anyway, I didn't know, I didn't watch it when I was in India. But anyway, apparently it's on Singapore Airlines and I had just enough flight time that I was able to to catch it. But yeah, it gave me serious goosebumps, right? Like you got to relive Sydney, of course, Adelaide. You had to go through the low of Adelaide before you could go through the, the medium of Sydney and then the high of the GABA. Or the high of Sydney, let's call it, in the high of the Gabba. But specifically as it pertains to Rishabh Pant and the unbelievable impact he had. So, DJ, talk to us a little bit about, I haven't seen the latest, I've been on a plane for the better part of the last 24 hours. But, you know, obviously very, 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 very disappointing to hear what uh, about the accident with Rishabh Pant. We wish him well, of course, as some of his biggest fans and hope for a speedy recovery. Uh, any thoughts on kind of uh, everything that went down over the over the holidays before we turn to the, the cricket? I mean, first of all, really shocking, right? On 30th of January, I think it was, um, the news broke. December. On, uh, sorry, 30th of December, yeah. Uh, to, uh, a day before um, New Year, the news broke that Rishabh Pant had been in an accident. And it's frankly quite unbelievable, right? Like this kind of guy who was the week before scoring 93 against Sri Lanka and playing a match-winning knock. Um, the news broke he'd been in an accident and... Um, it, it was surreal, really. It was it was like, how can this like happy-go-lucky guy be involved in this? I mean, in, in a year where he obviously lost Shane Warne, then unfortunate, and it was kind of like a, a horrific ending to that year. But thankfully, he's 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 okay. There was some uh, great presence of mind shown by him and good Samaritans who stopped. There was a bus conductor and a bus driver who helped him out. 
His car was devastated. It was it was pretty shocking. So we're glad uh, he he's okay. He's got injuries, of course. He's currently, I think, believe I believe in Bombay being treated for uh, his injuries and the knee injury and the ligament injury that he suffered. But what really shocked me, Ashwin and Varun, was the media coverage. And I have to say, like, the Indian media has just lost its shit. It is absolutely appalling the way that it has been treating Rishabh Pant. Their videos of 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 him being moved, he's had to be covered from head to toe in a sheet. There there were videos of his X-rays being leaked. There were videos of his lacerations on his back. That's one thing putting up a picture of a burnt car, right? But there there is a person. There is a person behind that cricketer. And I have to say, these so-called journalists, and you know who they are. Everybody knows who they are. That is the lowest of the low. It is, I have to say, Indian cricket journalism has reached a new low if this is being accepted as being uh, as being what mainstream journalism is. It is pathetic how he's been treated. His privacy has been invaded. His family's privacy has been invaded. Imagine you are a human being. Your confidential patient details cannot be leaked like this. And putting a picture of a person at their lowest when he's got bandages on his head, got laceration, it's it's disgusting. And it's made me so angry. And I'm sure you guys feel the same. It's just been, uh, it's been sick. Yeah, I mean, I mean, well, well said. Not a lot else to say. It's, you know, at the times when you hope the, the community rallies around a player for a speedy recovery, it becomes more about, you know, media coverage and who can get the most clicks because of releasing pictures that nobody else has access to. So, so very disappointing. All I can say is, you know, we wish Rishabh a very speedy recovery. He's got an incredibly bright future ahead of him. It was, you know, obviously dis- very disheartening to see uh, some of the some of the visuals and, and hear about his state. We're happy it was not worse, of course, and hoping for a speedy recovery. Yeah, and, and you hope, and you hope, I mean, that you hope he's okay, but there was obviously, a, oh, we want updates on his condition. You can get updates by text. You don't need to put up pictures of all of this, but go on. Sorry, I interrupted. No, I mean, I, I think you've said it well. Varun, I'm going to try to aggressively switch gears because it's a difficult topic to talk about, but let's move to something a little lighter. And I don't, I don't quite know how to say this other than the fact that we, we made a joke about this on the show a few weeks ago. And then I saw the headline and I thought, oh, somebody's making the same joke as us. And then I realized Chetan Sharma has been reappointed BCCI chief selector. And, and of course, I don't, I don't know all the intricacies of it. We're a fan-run podcast. I don't follow all the, the details of how the BCCI operates and stuff. But somebody got let go and then we thought it was funny that he threw his name in the hat again. And not only did he reapply, he actually got reselected. I mean... Any thoughts? I, I don't know. I'm speechless, to be honest. Yeah, the BCCI seems to be beating the corporate world. Because in the corporate world, like you, when you ask somebody to apply, you don't get rid of them first. You like tap them on their shoulder and say, hey, I've got a job for you. Here, what happened is, I mean, I don't know the exact number, but let's say there were five people in that selection committee. They said, all of you need to reapply for the job. Chetan Sharma was the senior most. He reapplied. They opened it up. There were 600 other applicants. Four of the guys on the committee lost their job due to this. But Chetan Sharma came back bigger and better. So I I thought it was a joke as well. And it was running in a lot of my WhatsApp groups, right? But turns out it's not a joke. Turns out it's true. The only thing that I can think of is that 
maybe chetan sharma was the guy saying don't play rohit kohli and rahul and the other four were saying uh play these guys but otherwise nothing makes sense it it makes no sense at all you started a new um, era you're you're looking at the future world cups you're looking at hardik as captain you're thinking about you know a new coach rahul dravid has already been told his thing his uh, contract will not be extended vvs lakshman is likely so this change all around and then at the at the helm of it all chetan sharma is just the same so yeah i can't i think jay shah and chetan sharma the two guys who are going to retain their position for a long long time but other than that i i just don't know what to say yeah it's it's interesting right like kohli lost his captaincy then it went to i think seven different people look over the course of 2022 somewhere for temporary series etc dj does it does it add up like the guy we had a pretty horrendous outing in the 2022 world t20 world cup you can argue we we reached fairly far but you can also look at it and say we just about scraped through right and, and so it wasn't a great outing captaincy changes lots of rifts obviously it seems pretty clear the last year has been worse for indian cricket than the prior couple and yet our chiefs that's it chetan sharma's retained his role any any thoughts is this a symptom of why we're so slow at adjusting when formats need need adjustment and other nations are adjusting their game and baseball and this and that and and we seem stuck a little yeah i mean it is symptomatic right of the way how indian cricket has been run over the last 3 or 4 years um odd changes the same selection committee for all formats how do you are you following all the domestic cricket that's going on do you know that sarfaraz khan is smashing run after 100 after 100 after 100 is he going to get a look into the border gavaskar trophy i are these people following all of this cricket are they able to uh, the bandwidth you need to follow that amount of cricket is insane and are you then otherwise just picking the same players over over again in the in the hope that they will just succeed i mean the whole drama with the captaincy and splitting it for white ball and red ball and then we, now you've split it between t20 and odi it's it's crazy it's it's so it's like a badly run corporate right and, and badly run corporates end badly but every indian cricket fan has a has a stake in this uh, this this team and it's just it's impossible to follow the thinking behind any of it if you decided to sack the entire selection committee why we kept the chairman who was presiding over this whole drama i mean that that's what i've been i've been left a little speechless speechless about we will talk a lot about selection we're going to in the second half of the show talk about the india sri lanka series the odi world cup probables and some of the other stuff coming up but but i want to ask you specifically about one comment came up it's no secret surya kumar yadav is in the t20 form of his life i think he's still number 1 ranked batter his uh, frankly i was watching the highlight reel of his century and it looked like it was live i mean there was no gaps between the balls that were selected for highlights because every ball almost felt like a highlight but i want to specifically ask you about gautam gambhir who has come out and said put this guy in the test match team Yeah, just go. What do, what do you have to say? I'm gonna, I was going to be angry, but I think you're going to at least that for me. I <laughs> don't know this. It Gautam Gambhir's statement and a lot of other people. Like I don't know who else, but I know there's a lot of noise happening that say get him to play tests is I feel the biggest problem in Indian cricket. What makes you believe that a guy who is hitting three hundreds in T20 in the last Six months and has changed the face of Indian T Twenty batting is going to come out there and and 
and and do what? What what is he going to do? You've got enough guys like you're 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 getting Ashreyas Iyer and he's doing well and there are so many people in Ranji. What is he going to do? Is he going to play Rishabh Pant's role? Uh, you already have a Pant for that. I it this it just angered me so much because you know what's going to happen? He's going to play a Test match and then his T20 form is going to go down and then he's going to come out and say Tests are the real pure form of cricket and every cricketer dreams of playing Test cricket for India and then he's going to have like one or two fifties, two or three hundreds and his T20 form is going to go down. So. I totally disagree with that statement. Uh, I don't think Sky should be playing Test. I think Sky has started at 30. I think he just needs to focus on ODI and T20. I mean, for God's sakes, I don't even know if his ODI place is cemented. And you're talking about Test. So why don't we just focus on how do we get him in the ODI squad and make him the best limited overs uh, cricketer India has right now. Yeah, well said, man. I couldn't agree more. I think it's just such a classic symptom of... Our, pro- our fundamental problem that, okay, great, he's doing well in one forward, throw him in the other. And I think you just, you said it really well. DJ, before we take a quick break and talk about the second half, the World Test Championship right now. And so there's a lot going on and, and we'll, we'll pivot and talk limited overs later. But Australia has just won their series against South Africa 2-0. New Zealand Pakistan ended their series uh, in, a, in a draw, but, but interesting. But I don't think that changes much because they're seventh and eighth in the table. Australia arguably look like they have all but qualified. And India, it seems like, if I'm reading it correctly, need, need, will be pretty guaranteed of a way through with two wins against Australia. Uh, they're mathematically reliant on other results if they lose the Australia series 1-2. And if we lose it 1-3, and then, it, then all the match changes. But how are you? Let, let me just ask you, we'll, in the future weeks, we'll do a deep dive into the border Gavaskar Trophy. We've got a question... Uh, from one of our loyal weekly listeners on YouTube Live, and that's Kumar Sanu, who says, please weigh in on the upcoming border, Gavaskar. Quite nervous with Pant out and our top order's lack of form match practice. So so talk to me about that. How are you feeling at this point, with over a month to go, but about the border, Gavaskar trophy in general? Oh, right now I'm excited because all these compilations have been coming out on Twitter of the 2017 series, all the spice, the brain fade stuff. Oh man, honestly, like Kohli as captain was really next level, man. Back then, it was that was his prime kind of. We are going to show the world that that was a great series. There was, he, I think, at the end of that series, uh, he was like, there were friendships that we had with the Australian team, which will never be the same again. Probably referring to Maxi, who mocked him for his shoulder injury, and all. It was a great series. I mean, this is where Kuldeep made his test debut, if you remember, picked up all those wickets. But right now, I'm just super excited about watching all the compilations because it is, I mean, forget the Ashes. The Ashes are a joke because England never wins in Australia. They haven't won there for like a, a decade or something. Australia compete when they're in England and it's so, I mean, it's fine. But border Gavaskar, both countries are so close together, whether it's in India, whether it's Australia. The last series you had was absolutely epic. And something special happens whenever there's a Border Gavaskar trophy. Something special happens. I can't remember a dull BGT, right? Like there's always something. Like there was a Lakshman-Oja partnership, if you remember 2008-2009. There was Sydney May Monkey Gate 2008. There's always, I can't remember a single dull series, right? Coming to the question, I am, I mean, obviously, it's very hard to talk about the Panth issue right now because we just want him to get better. We just want him to get fit. We just want him to be well and recover. 
but he is our best player of spin he has been for the last few series he's been our best one of our best test batters he scored hundreds he scored 90s i mean along with shreyas he would have been the fulcrum of that batting order right and he's been good behind the sticks now who are we going to bring back is it going to be saha this talk about ishan kishan what if kishan drops a crucial catch at a crucial juncture it's samson rahul who's going to keep wicket it's a huge question i see varun's getting excited maybe maybe, maybe sky can keep maybe they should make sky stop keep. it stop yeah. it in, <laughs> in red ball <laughs> We're getting questions about if Surya plays no. test, which I'm putting up on the screen. But I'm, I'm you, not. You know, Sarfaraz Khan can keep wicket. I think he's Delhi's designated keeper for this year after Pant. Yeah, so just taking a slight detour from the uh, the test thing is Delhi doesn't have a backup wicket keeper. So, like, my bet is that Ricky Ponting has just called Lalit Yadav or Ripple Patel and been like, "Come on, mate, get those gloves on or something." But um, yeah, Sarfaraz Khan is is could be a backup keeper. Um, I mean that could be the Varun. There are crazy things have happened, but like sometimes in for a side with as much depth as India, you just need a way in. And if is if he has the ability to don gloves, I don't know enough about Sarfraz's keeping, but his batting very clearly does justify I mean, his inclusion. But maybe is, he just needed a way in. I think it's too much, man. I think in India, keeping against spinners versus Australia, waiting to. I mean, I think the situation is such that if India draws the series, we still make it. um and so you you know sarfraz khan needs to come in with a situation where he can just focus on batting uh for for him to now become a the the, the primary wicket keeper and focus on batting is is to me it's not a good idea so who's going to uh, keep I, are we calling riddhi back no, no, so, no, no, so no. I think you never yes. look back, dude. You only look back for Kedar Jadhav. That's it. You never look back. Keja for twenty three, dude. He's coming. He is like some two years. Can Keja keep? Keja can keep. That's the scary part. But Keja is uh, a forty cricketer, right? Keja at forty, forty five, he makes his Test debut. Um, no, I don't know the answer. It should not be Saha. Uh, I thought KS Bharat was being groomed as the Test replacement, but haven't heard or seen much of him. Uh, and there you see SS ninety eight has said KS Bharat as well. Um, so I think it's going to be Kishan or Bharat. I think that's what it is probably going to be. All right, we're we're a little behind on schedule to take a quick break, but Varun, before we go to break, Rohit Sharma pretty pretty clearly will open the batting as captain. Who is going to accompany him? Is it going to be KL Rahul or Shubman Gill? Uh, it's going to be KL Rahul because it's always KL Rahul, and Rohit Sharma is going to open the batting and then get injured in the fourth test and miss the World Test Championship final because that's also what Rohit Sharma always does. I mean, you heard it here first. Varun is always the one with the big predictions, uh, so you heard it here first. We, uh, with that, we're going to take a, a final comment just for Varun's sake from Kumar Sanu, where he says Keja is infinite dimensional, so not two D, three D, four D cricketer, but infinite dimensional. Um, but with that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back to talk about India, Sri Lanka, and a little bit more about white ball cricket. So don't go anywhere. Welcome back to the Edges and Sledges Cricket Podcast. Thank you again for joining us. Happy New Year to everybody! If you're watching this on YouTube, make sure you hit like and subscribe. And if you're listening later, send us all your questions at one tip one hand on all social medias. Varun, India versus Sri Lanka, three matches. Two one was the series result. Arguably a little, little bit closer than you want it to be in uh, at home against uh, a Sri Lankan side. Quick summary of the overall series: We won't go through details of match by match, but really highlights were Sky and Akshar. 
And interesting to hear your thoughts on Hardik Pandya as a skipper. I think, uh, you know, just kind of trying to cement his place as the T20 skipper. Overall thoughts, Varun? Yeah, Hardik Pandya did that interview, right, in the semifinal, like DJ said. That that was the best line uh, for me in the last few months. So he did his interview, he got the acceptance letter, and he's now he's now started the job. So I think no complaints with Hardik Pandya. Um, yeah, he there, there were a couple of times where you thought he's going to get injured and stuff, and, and so that worried me uh, a little bit. But Hardik Pandya is the guy to do this. He He's had a phenomenal 2022 it's also the best way of to move out from the old guard and bring in the new. So, uh, no doubts there. And like you mentioned, I mean, um, I think I think this is one of I think there's only one year in the last twenty or thirty years where India hasn't played Sri Lanka. So this is like par for the course for us starting off the year with uh, with with the Sri Lanka. Nineteen eighty three was the yes, last time. I, I thought I remembered that. Yeah, it was the last time there was no. I mean, we weren't even that, born. That's then, forty so. years. That's insane. Yeah. So we. So, in our cricketing lifetime, we have seen India-Sri Lanka every year. We have promised we will not watch it, yet we do every year for the last, what, 39 years. So, um, good series overall, young squad. I mean, we can we can get a little bit into it, but you did, you mentioned a couple of guys, Akshar Patel, for example, um, stepped in really well. Like, what happens, man? Does 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 he have a permanent place in this side now when Jaddu comes back? I, I don't know, but, but I... I like the fact that he's doing well. I think I think that's a lot of credit to him. Yeah, so let, let's click a little bit, right? So Akshar had a good first outing, right? DJ, the first T20, honestly, probably had no real business winning. We made only 162. Top order didn't do well. Kishan got a little bit of a start, looked a little scratchy. Uh, Huda and Akshar saved us a little, right? I think at one point it was 94 for five when Hardik got out. In the last six overs, we batted it over uh, 11 runs and over to, to get something respectable. The two things I want to ask you about is Shubman Gill, Sky, Samson, all failed. And yet the guy who got dropped going into the second and third matches was Sanju Samson. Thoughts on that? Is that harsh? I mean, I think we were all very happy to see Rahul Tripathi come in and we'll talk the next ODI, next T20s later. But was that harsh on Samson? When, but he, when he was injured. No, yeah. His knee, yeah, he knee went into dropped. the ground while fielding. Ah, so he so was dropped okay. for Sorry, fitness. Must have missed that. But now it'll be tough since Tripathi has come to the party. And how? Fair, fair enough. Let's talk. So thank you. Good correction. We're getting some of those in the comments as well. I missed that in, in the holiday travels. Um, let's talk a little bit about the bowling then, right? Shiva Mavi, right? Didn't, you can look back and say didn't necessarily have the best overall series, right? But you can also look and say picked up uh, four for 22 in the in the first T20 match. Umran picked up two. So I'm, I'm going to come back to Umran later. But let's talk about, let's talk about Mavi. Right, he was that with Nagarkot. He was that under nineteen next big thing, and then kind of disappeared a little. Injury, a lot of different things. Were you happy to see him back in the side? Yeah, I was back. No, it was his debut. He and Gill, who played. I mean, back in the back in the the Indian. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it was yeah. it was nice because him and Gill actually made their debut. Don't realize that Gill has not played international T Twenty cricket. He's been around for so long, but him and and uh, Mavi made their debut in the same game. In this Sri Lanka game. And it was nice to see them. He did really well. 4 for 22. Bowled with decent pace. And I think one of the best memes I saw was... You know how he bowls? He looks up before he delivers the ball. It was like... like There was a meme which said he was like praying to God. Like let this ball get a wicket or something. It's quite funny. Um, but yeah, he did well. He batted really well in the second game. Surprisingly, he got like... pretty. He scored at like 300 strike rate. I'm sure his Basra Varun will tell us what it is. But it, it was it was pretty impressive. Um, 
and sorry clearly i think uh, india are going and hardik uh, wants that pace differentiator and i think mavi's got build on his pace a little bit but umran man we'll talk about him yeah but happy to answer your question happy to see mavi in young blood young look uh, to the team um, and that's good i mean you can only push bumrah and bubi for that long right yeah i agreed but varun i want to talk continue talking about quicks but kind of transition into that second second t20 so in the second t20 arguably a little bit of a misstep to not bat first but uh, hardik chose to send sri lanka in and they ended up making 206 for 6 some unbelievable hitting from from their skipper shanaka at the end which is a discussion for another day as to whether or not or why he doesn't have an ipl contract but i want to uh, ask you about a couple things right arshal patel got dropped and a lot of the it, like social media and assets fans we all have fairly short memories right at one point it was but harshal and bumrah were india's two fast bowlers that were guaranteed spots in the side and now we're sitting here saying harshal's slower balls are just being picked up on now and so he goes out in walks archdeep and archdeep bowls five no balls right five no balls in a match where we fell short by 16 runs arguably that was really the difference so So Varun thoughts on that that's that's a tough outing for a guy who has had a, a really good run right Yeah it is but l- let's talk like you know both of you talked really highly of Shivam Mavi so so what happens now like so what's the plan for Shivam Mavi he just plays Sri Lanka and then goes to Zimbabwe and then And by the way after his 4 for 22 after his 4 for 22 he went for 0 for 53 right so yeah, yeah so, point, yeah, so my, so my point is yeah you India's top 5 bowlers never play together never okay whether it's injury rest whatever so they never play together you started saying siraj has got potential for uh, t20s he's nowhere in the mix now you brought shivam mavi in and that's why i said what's the plan is he just going to play zimbabwe under shikhar dhawan and then show up in 2025 after india's attempt at a 2024 world cup or is there a plan for him like are you going to do it so Similarly, Harshal was the bowler for the 2022 T20 World Cup. And I, I, I can't remember, but I don't think he played a match or maybe he played one match. Like, um, so now Arshdeep is in. Now Arshdeep has come in and he's bowled five no balls. Okay, it's terrible. It's unacceptable. But now what are we doing? Are we questioning Arshdeep? I'm just so confused. So yes, you're right. It was unacceptable. Hardik Pandya said it's unacceptable. But for everyone who's out there and... feeling hatred towards Ashdeep just go back and watch that ball to Babar Azam in the in the first over of the match and you'll realize that it's okay five no balls is okay Bumrah has bowled no balls give give people a chance and i think um yeah i think i think Bumrah is the only certainty as such but i like the fact that Ashdeep is playing and then since we're talking quicks Umran Malik i mean everyone has said you need a tearaway fast bowler who can just kind of come in and uh, rip the stumps out of the ground So invest in him, man. Like, like make sure he's part of every setup. Don't, don't create more confusion. Um, and and yeah, and I, and Harshal can always go and play red ball cricket, right? I mean, if that's the model. So with Sky, <laughs> yeah, with Sky, exactly. And what so, about Chahar? Harshal, Sky, and Kishan. Chahar is missing. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. Shardul is not in the picture. Chahar is not in the picture. Everyone's getting injured, coming back, workload management. It's just too confusing for me. I, I have no idea what's happening. So so agreed and it's it's all over the map but then Varun I want or DJ let me come to you Umran Malik seven wickets in the series for 106 runs in 11 overs and just looked like a real threat 
is this one of the guys? I'm happy, you know, we've, we started with, he had a good IPL, broke, broke out, et cetera. Are we, does it seem like we're now saying we're going to invest him in, a, in him a little? I don't think that means he plays every series. You do for bowlers who are just out and out quicks need to manage their physical fitness. But how great was it to see him run? Superb. It was exciting, man. And I think we've got a, uh, a comment from Sadeep Duvedi, which says, uh, Umran Malik is the next big thing in Indian cricket since Sachin Tendulkar. I wouldn't go as far. <laughs> That's huge. Also, uh, when, any, has anybody heard of Virat Kohli? Yeah. I mean, Bumrah is pretty, pretty special as well. But to see those bails, there was one ball, I think he bowled to um, Rajapaksha. The ball hit the bails and the bail went past the 30-yard circle. I mean, that's exciting. Right? That That's like Jofra Archer type of pace. That's that's scary. And it's been a long... We've had quick bowlers in the 140s, but someone able to go above 150. We've... I, I don't know, Varun and Ashwin, in our lifetime, we haven't seen... I mean, maybe David Johnson the, had the, the capability the in 96. promise of Varun Aaron, right? That was the promise of him. But he just keeps... He just spends all his time in the gym. I don't think he bowls much. Um, he just spends all his time in the gym. But yeah, I think almost 50% of his wickets were bowled, right? That's a great, great stat. Yeah, but the, his economy is high, right? And that's what you're going to get with that kind of bowler. Yeah, he exactly. goes in over 9 and over, but he averages 15. So... Yeah. So you have to use, again, you have to use him smartly, right? You have to use him at, uh, when, when your lower order is batting or you just bowl him through the middle overs to give him a little bit of um, leeway in terms of the field or the, the mindset. Yeah, but then again, what is his format going to be? Is it T20? Is it he's going to be a shock it, bowler think, in ODI? Or is he going to be your test bowler when you bowl in Perth? I think, I mean, yeah, the test is very specific to like Perth. But I think T20, man, that kind of energy burst, just just keep him and groom him for T20. Again, you're going to have to, you're going to have to figure this out. I, I would not play him in ODIs. And he's got such a great celebration as well. I love Umran Malik. It's just such an exciting... He's got a chainsaw celebration like uh, like good old Brett Lee. Was it Brett Lee or Dale Stain? Both of them had a chainsaw. The Yeah, I mean, re- really, really well said. And I, it's just, it's super exciting to see Indian quicks do well. And, and yeah, I, I, I mean, it was great. And we're going to run short of time, so I won't talk about every single one, every single player. Varun, let me just ask you. There was a period, and I was trying to look up some numbers. There was a period kind of, let's call it 2012 through today or 2019-20, when we, and in 2018-19-20 for this podcast, when every time Virat made like a 50 or sometimes a century in ODI, we would kind of skip over it because that was that was a given. And we would talk about the other guys around. Because we were just like, yeah, of course Virat showed up again. I'm starting to get to that point a little bit with Sky when it comes to T20s, which is which is so crazy, right? He's been called Mr. 360. He's starting to get comparisons to AB. Now I read a stat that said, as of today, Sky has one more T20 international century and one less half century, so about the same guy, as Chris Gale in 32 fewer innings. Yeah, so that's the impact, right? That's the impact. So I think when, when you think of... Um, Sky, like I think actually the best comparison is AB. And what I would say is it's like entertainment unlimited. So keep doing that. Like as fans, we just want to see that. And that's what lights up bilateral series. But the only thing to Sky is, man, just 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 make sure in the knockout games you 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 somehow put your mind to it and, and play. Don't change your style of playing, but just, just be careful and play, play like I don't know what's the right word, but AB de Villiers. <laughs> Has not won a trophy, right? I don't want Sky to be like that. So this is why I'm just trying to say, like, pick your pick your 
time to go crazy, entertain us, but just make sure you do it in the big matches because that's where it'll count. Yeah, and so so DJ, it was a very difficult to watch kind of partnership between Gil and Sky yesterday a little bit, right? Or whenever you're hearing this, but in the third T20. Talk to me about Shubman Gill. I worry that he's an outstanding test opener uh, or has proven he has the ability to become one. He probably has is should be a mainstay for us in the 50-over format. But I don't know if he necessarily earned his G20 call-up. I don't know if this series did him any favors despite getting 46 in the third match. So that was quite the contrast to watch Gill and, Gil and Sky, right? Yeah, and I mean, the, the whole point is you don't want anchors, right? Gill is not even the best anchor you have. Kohli is. Followed probably by KL Rahul. So, I mean, I know it's all about looking to the future and, and stuff, but I mean, Kohli's probably going to be fit enough to play till 2024. So if you want an anchor in there, let him open. Why is Gil opening? And it was, he doesn't, the way he's been getting out, I think he got out to Hasaranga yesterday in the 30-20. It wasn't, it was, it wasn't great. And Sky was just picking it off. But maybe yesterday he struggled to start off with, right? But that kick never came. And when that kick should have come, um, he got out. So, yeah, I mean, Rutaraj is sitting, I'd say he's he's ahead of, of Gil as well in those stakes to open the batting for, for India and T20 cricket. He's, he is a better anchor than, than Gil as well. So, um, maybe it's the Gujarat Titans effect. Mavi is a say, Gujarat when, Titan. When, when, your, when your captain is in, uh, in the good books or when you're in the good books of the future captain... And his stars are shining. Well, you've seen Raina, Jadeja, Ashwin, Vanyarin right? Dhoni. It's not new. Yeah, and, Se- and Chahal and stuff. Siraj and Chahal yeah, during yeah. Kohli's reign. Yeah, exactly. So it's not it's not uncommon, but I I agree with DJ. I uh, I don't. I mean, there's a there's a reason Gil hasn't made his debut till now, and I don't think he should be at T20. Right. So so Varun, as we wrap up, and we're a couple of days away or from starting some ODIs against Sri Lanka and. The rest of kind of the next few months outside of the border of Gavaskar will be focused on ODI World Cup preparation. I think I realized eight players who are in the T20 squad did not get or did not go on to the ODI squad. As Rohit and Kohli and kind of some of our mainstays come back, Siraj, Shami, Bumrah, Rohit, Kohli, etc. I'm going to run through the list, list really quickly and you tell me if we're missing a trick with any of them. Tripathi, Samson, <clears throat> Gaikwad, Huda. Then you have Harshal, Mavi, and then Mukesh Kumar and Jitesh Sharma both came into the squad. So call it six players who are re- really playing. Is it is it the right decision for us in Sri Lanka ODIs to go back to a team that's Rohit, Rahul, Kohli, Sky, Ayer, Hardik, Akshar, and then Shami, Bumrah? I'm just running through and trying to decide my eleven as we speak, but but. Thoughts on using that kind of an 11 against Sri Lanka? I mean, you have to, right? Because that's why I said the whole Shivam Mavi question. You've, what's the plan? Like, you've, you've named these probables and it's pretty much, it's pretty much exactly um, the, the names you mentioned. They're, the, the paces are Arshdeep, Umran, Shami, Bumran, Siraj. So you better play these guys, right? Like, it's, it's just that. It's just, there are, ten, there are like nine months to go. For that World Cup, and you better get these guys in. You better get them playing together. We saw, we talked about it with the FIFA World Cup, right? Those eleven guys don't play together majority of the year or majority for three years, and in that fourth year they come together. And it takes time. So, if that's your probable squad, then then play them, man. Don't 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 need to keep picking backups or or fresh people. 
And Dhawan was notably missing from that ODI probables list as well. Yeah, so DJ, let me quickly ask you, is this, is this the end of the road for Shikhar Dhawan in ODIs? Big, big question, right? I mean, captain of India one day uh, and then just putting up Instagram reels of you working out the next day, right? That's what Dhawan seems to be doing. Uh, motivational videos and all for himself. Uh, difficult. Yeah. He had a tough 2022, I think. Um, I, 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 I can't see him in the mix for the World Cup if if they've come up with this 20-person squad and he's not in it and he's not in the... If any... If he had to play any series, it would be the Sri Lanka series, right? I mean, he would have been the captain for the Sri Lanka series if it wasn't a World Cup year, probably. So, he's been treated pretty pretty poorly by the selectors. I mean, till 2022, halfway through, he was making reels with Rahul Dravid, walking out and giving thumbs up and all. And now it's... Yeah, so it's the same clarity of thinking, right? Like, you, he's your captain. He is your captain when Rohit is not captain. And now he's not even in the probables. Like, based on what? I mean, I agree he shouldn't be there, but... Why did you make him captain? What the hell were you thinking? Yeah, and by the way, with Rishabh Pant out, with your top six likely to look like Rohit Kohli, not in order, whatever, Rohit, Rahul, Kohli, Gil, Sky, Ayer, Hardik, you've got no lefties. And we've said this so many times in the show. Either you're going to squeeze, force Ishan Kishan back. And, you but know, but like the, thing, the thing is, basically, um, Rahul is not an opener in ODIs, right? They've, yeah, yeah. for some reason, made that decision too. So... I think that's where Kishan now is. Kishu double hundred. Yeah. No, no, fine. So he had a great he, he had a great outing that day. But you can play him and then do you force Sundar back in? Do you play Akshar up the order? Do you like how do you manage your lefty righty balance? But Crazy. those are discussions for other World days. World Cup is very far away, yeah. Don't worry. Rohit said. Yeah. We're getting some comments in and Tropical Eskimos on YouTube has said that. Oh, yeah, World Cup's in is far away, but it's not really. And we need a we need a plan. There needs to be a plan. On that happy note, guys, I think we're going to wrap up our first episode of 2023. It's in the books. Thank you for joining us. Congratulations to Team India on a on a good series win. Again, Sri Lanka, excited for the ODIs to come up. But yeah, really gearing up for the Border Gavaskar Trophy. We will preview the, the four tests in, in depth as, the, as we get closer to it. It has always been a pleasure. Uh, it, is always, it has always been is a pleasure. And as, please write into us at One Tip One Hand, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram and then on YouTube if you're listening live or later to post your comments we read every single one we try to engage with them this is the Edison Sledge Cricket Podcast signing off our first episode of 2023 thank you for joining us